Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. I have had many conversations with individuals who are of other faiths, other religions, other cults even, and oftentimes they make similar statements and they will say something that kind of boils down or sounds like this. They say, we are just like you. (laughs) And, And what they're trying to do is they're trying to legitimize the way that they believe. They're trying to compare themselves to the truth and say, hey, look, you know, we believe in family or whatever. So, so we're just like you. Unfortunately, of course, they're they're not because many of those religions and cults and things they don't believe in Jesus Christ. But uh, but but the 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 sentiment is still the same. And what we see with liberals oftentimes is something that is even taken to a step further. And what they will say is not only are we just like you, but we are mainstream, and you are extremism. <laughs> and so. When I came across this uh, article uh, from uh, John Pavlich, uh, he wrote a, a piece entitled, I'm not the radical left, I'm the humane middle. <laughs> and he wrote this back in September of 2019 during the Trump administration. And it really caught my eye and I really wanted to go through this with you. I think uh, hopefully we're just not going to have too much fun with this one, okay? <laughs> just kind of a warning right up front. He starts out by saying, apparently... I've been radicalized and I wasn't aware. (laughs) Of course, self-awareness is a good quality to have, I would say. Uh, He might want to, of course, work on that, that skill. He says, certain people call me the radical left all the time. (laughs) And this reminds me of something that, that someone used to tell me all the time. And they would say, if one person calls you a donkey, get a second opinion. If two call you a donkey, look in the mirror. If a third calls you a donkey, get a saddle. <laughs> so just, you know, uh, if he's, if he's being called the radical left all the time, he might want to look at that. He says, I never considered myself radical before. I just thought I was normal, ordinary, usual. <laughs> so you can be an ordinary person, but have radical extremists, even dangerous ideas. How many times have you heard a neighbor of a, like, let's say a serial killer or a mass murderer say, but he was so normal. <laughs> I, I can't believe that he would be the suspect here, you know? Um, so you can still be radical and still be ordinary or, or normal, right? He says, I thought equity was important to everyone. Okay, notice that he he didn't use the word equality here. He used equity. This is because equity means equal outcome. He believes that if I go and I work a full day of at, at, at work, that I should get paid the same amount of money as the guy who sits around on his couch and just, you know, plays video games all day. In fact, the fair thing for the guy who worked all day and 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 then got his salary was to give half his pay to the lazy guy. Because, of course, that would be equity, right? Equality of outcome. He says, I imagine America was filled with people who took that life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness stuff seriously. 
for all people. Okay, on this, I somewhat agree. I have imagined an America being filled with people who took the God-given rights spelled out in the Constitution seriously as well. I have realized recently, though, that there are not as many people in America that believe this way. And that's been part of the, the disturbing trend. He says, I thought the golden rule was actually mainstream. Well, and, and I wish it was, I, since it's the biblical concept, right? The golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That's a biblical concept. But when you push for ideas that take from those that have earned and give to those that have not earned, then you are not following the golden rule. He said, recently, I took an inventory of my positions, screening for extremism. <laughs> okay, so if we're going to dive into this here, and we're going to see what his inventory of positions is, we probably better be on the same wavelength when it comes to definitions. And he says he was screening for extremisms. And so let's take a look at what that word really means. Well, an extremist is a radical. And if you look it up in the dictionary, uh, it will use the word radical for extremists. Well, what's a radical? Well, the dictionary says that a radical is very different from the usual or traditional. It's extreme. It's also favoring extreme changes in existing views, habits, conditions, and institutions. Also associated with political views, practices, and policies of extreme change. And lastly, uh, advocating extreme measures to retain or restore a political state of affairs. All right, so, that's, so now that we're on the same page, he starts to get into what he believes. And he says, I believe in full LGBTQ rights. I found it a little interesting. He didn't, he didn't put the plus on there, but okay, we'll go with this. So, okay, what is LGBTQ? Well, lesbian, gay, bisexual, and queer are all but the T, right? And these are sinful actions. But I don't know anyone that supports making these actions unlawful. Do you? I mean, there, there isn't anybody that, would, that, that I know that would say that we're going to make these things unlawful. Now, they're sinful, and they're things that are going to do harm to you. If you go down that path and that lifestyle, you're, you're, it's not the best for you. It's not the way God intended it for you. But it's not unlawful. And so, again, th this is a little bit of, of a, a smoke and mirrors thing here. Now, if you want to take a look at transgenderism, the T in that, I still don't know anyone who wants to outlaw someone dressing up as a person of the opposite gender. Even if you want to disfigure your, your adult body, that is completely up to you, right? There's no laws against that. Now, I, and, and, and he continues, I believe we should protect the planet. Okay, again, another straw man statement. I know of no one that believes we should destroy planet Earth. I just, I don't know anybody that says, you know what, we should just blow the whole thing up. What I would disagree with him on is what is harming the planet. He in, is, is in the camp of, um, of people like AOC that say, quote, the world is going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change. <laughs> I can't do AOC, I'm sorry. 
And of course, right now we're down to 10 years from when she said that. More normal, less extremist views would say that almost no climate change is man-made. Protecting the planet looks like, you know, a more like more like managing our forests, let's say, so that there aren't these huge devastating forest fires every year. That would be more protecting our planet and our air and our water. He says, I believe everyone deserves health care. Well, this is a very interesting way to frame this issue. It is a desirable thing for many people as possible to have health care, don't you think? The bigger question here is who is going to pay for it? And of course, he would side on the side of free health care paid for by those that have more money than those that don't. All right, he goes on. He says, I believe all religious religions are equally valid. All right, since most every religion in, in the whole world would disagree with you on this, does that make this view extreme? Almost every religion teaches that they are the way to heaven, and you can only get there by following them. In Christianity, the Bible records Jesus saying, quote, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's in John 14, 6. So to say that you believe all religions to be equally valid is to say that either no religion is valid because religion is just some made-up construct. And so, yeah, you know, whatever you follow, it helps you, you know, get through life or whatever. That's fine, you know, but religion is, is, is just that. It's just a man-made makeup thing to help you get through life. Or that everyone but you is wrong, <laughs> right? All these religions are, are wrong. They may be valid, but they're all wrong. And, and it, it, it's, it's one of the two. It, according to him, if you say that all religions are equally valid, then it's got to be one of those two things. He, he goes on and he says, I believe the world is bigger than America. Now, this is in reference to President Donald Trump and his America First campaign. Now, there, there is a school of thought in liberal communities that there is nothing special about the U.S., that if you have any kind of pride in your country, that you are dangerous, and you're you're a dangerous nationalist, in fact, or you know the same thing as a racist supremacist, right? Barack Obama spent the majority of his time in office traveling the world, apologizing for our country and telling everyone that America was no better than them. And the fact is that our country is special, and we have a system of government and economics that allows for unprecedented freedoms and wealth creation. To deny this is like driving a fancy sports car and telling someone with a, you know, kind of an old beat up daily driver that there's really no difference in our cars. <laughs> All right, let's continue. I believe to be pro-life means to treasure all of it, he says. Now, I would challenge him on this statement. Does he really believe this? I believe that life is a precious gift from God. That's what I believe. And this starts a um, this starts at conception and extends to the time of death. Now, if he really believes 
that what he's saying here, that life um, means that we, we should treasure all of it, then he would also be against starving you know, patients in hospitals by denying them food and water. He would be against partial birth abortions. He would be against assisted suicides. My guess is that he is in favor of all of these things and doesn't have any pro-life values at all, really. He says, I believe women should have autonomy over their own bodies. All right, another straw man statement here. Of course we should have full autonomy over our bodies, whether we're female or not. What he is uh, alluding to is that he thinks that a woman should have the right to kill her baby by having an abortion. An adult um, kills uh, their unborn child through abortion. So if if we are to have the right to kill anyone that has an effect on our on our own bodies, then we get into some very dangerous territory. Do you th- do you think that he also believes that a woman should have the right to use her body to say hate speech or not wear a mask during a pandemic? No, I don't think he would probably go there with that. He says, I believe whiteness isn't superior and it is not the baseline for humanity. Well, I would challenge you to find anyone who thinks that the Caucasian race is superior to other races. You notice that he didn't say that being white was superior. What he is, you know, what, what he's saying here is that because liberals like him don't believe there is such thing as race, they, they tell you that race is just a social construct made up by white people. Yes, the irony of this does not escape me. <laughs> Believe me. I challenge everyone listening to this to find one person that thinks someone that is white is more human than someone who is not. Are there racists in the world? Of course there are. There are, races in, uh, there are racists in every race of people. But they really are few and far between. He says, I believe we are all one interdependent community. Well, this is a Hillary Clinton, you know, it takes a village way of thinking. Do we depend on one another? Yes. Were we created by God as social creatures? Yes. Is our economy increasingly dependent on other countries? Yes. But can someone be self-supportive? Yes. He says, I believe people and places are made better by diversity. Again, we get into a definition war. As a conservative, most people would say that you should have the right to to do most things, really almost anything you want. If you want to be different, fine. But as a liberal, they say that they, they want diversity. But by diversity, they mean everyone should be like them. Liberalism is such a monolithic way of thinking. If I don't do and say what the current talking points are for the day, then I'm selfish and unloving. If I don't look like a good liberal, I'm a symbol of hate. If I question anything that is ideological or or illogical or, or hypocritical, I'm ignorant. So remind me again how liberals think diversity is a good thing. 
All right, let's go on. I believe, he says, people shouldn't be forced to abide by anyone else's religion. So, if he truly believes this, then then he is totally against any Muslim-run country, right? Islam teaches that if you are not a Muslim, then you should be killed. Many of these types of, of countries will not allow you to live there unless you adhere to their religion. For example, the, the number of, of known Israelites living in Palestine is zero, even though the number of Palestinians living in Israel is around 20%. I know of no one that thinks that a theocracy is a good idea. Individuals can be influenced by God uh, or their religion, but in Christianity anyway, there is never a call to force anyone to do anything. All right. He continues on by saying, I believe non-American human beings have as much value as American ones. Here he returns this worn out old straw man argument again. We, we, we covered this, you know, obviously a little bit earlier, but let me just say this. All people were created with equal value. And we, uh, our forefathers, our, our veterans, and, and God have helped to create a special place here as America that has provided more freedoms to individuals than any other country in history. He says, I believe generosity is greater than greed, compassion better than contempt, and kindness superior to derision. Here is a good example of how liberals and conservatives disagree on what these things that he is describing look like. Now let's let's take how he um, how we handle homeless uh, and, and the homeless uh, problem, for instance, here. And, and and let me let me show you how it il- this is an illustration of how liberals and conservatives they disagree on how to do things. So he says, generosity is greater than greed. Well, to a liberal, they would say, you know, that we need to take money and, uh, and take it by force or taxes, right? From those, uh, of, of us that, uh, that, that, that don't have enough, um, uh, from those that, that, that we've determined have enough money and who determines this? Well, liberals determine how much money somebody has and whether or not it's enough money. And so as liberals, we have determined that you have more money than you need. And so we're going to take your money by force and we're going to give it to somebody who has less money than you. Well, conservative would say, let's let private individuals and organizations and churches and things like this meet the short-term and long-term needs of those that need it. He says, compassion is better than contempt. Well, a liberal would say giving needles to addicts uh, that are homeless people is compassion. We we need to give them needles because they're addicted, right? Well, conservative says, well, helping helping them get off of drugs is way more compassionate, right? And of course, the liberal would say, well, you have contempt for them if you don't want to give them needles. Well, no, we have compassion because we want to actually help them, not help them continue on in something that's destroying them. Kindness superior to derision. Well, a liberal would say, if you don't agree with me on how we deal with the homeless, then you are causing derision and and being unkind. Well, conservatives would say helping 
to get to the root problems of homelessness is the kindest thing that you can do for them and their situation. So he could, he continues on and he says, I believe there is enough in this world for everyone, enough food, enough money, enough room, enough care. If, if we unleash our creativity and unclench our fists, well, why is there enough food, money, room, and care for everyone? Is it the economic system that liberal people like, like, like this are trying to dismantle? We have enough food because the more food someone produces, the more money they get. A liberal would say that you are being a greedy, clench-fisting person by producing a bunch of food for money. You know, there's enough money because we have a system that rewards hard work and risk takers. Liberals would say that this is unfair, that these people have more. Conservatives would say that there are enough room in this world for everyone. But liberals would say that humans are destroying everything. We need to get them out of these different places around the world. I'm not sure, he says, how these ideas became radical, through, though it seems to have happened in the last few years. Now, he's, of course, talking about the Trump presidency. And this is where he ends his piece by calling everyone names. He does. He does this. Um, he calls everybody a name that doesn't agree with him. He says, I grew up being taught that they were just part of being a decent human being. I grew up believing that loving my neighbor as myself meant that I actually worked for their welfare as much as my own. And I was taught that caring for the least in the world was the measure of my devotion to God. I thought that inalienable rights of other people were supposed to be a priority as a decent participant in the world. All right, so <laughs> let me get this straight. Unless I agree with him, I am not a decent or loving human being in any way devoted to God or the rights that he gives, right? Oh, and by the way, I'm a little confused. Are we supposed to prioritize our individual inalienable God-given rights? Or are we interdependent people that need to give us, um, give up these rights, these individual inalienable God-given rights for the common good of society as a whole? I'm not sure which one it is, according to him. He says, I don't think I'm alone. In fact, I'm pretty sure that most people reside here in this place alongside me. The desire for compassion and uh, diversity and uh, equality and justice, that these things aren't fringe ideologies or extremist positions, but simply the best way to be human. <laughs> Except most people don't reside alongside you, John and your fringe ideologies and extremist positions. Most people don't want to radically change our country and, our, and its economic system or, or, or church. We don't want to exclude anyone that doesn't do things the way we do. We, we don't look down our noses at those that believe differently than us. And he says here, he says, I think most people want more humanity, not less. I think the vast middle is exhausted by the cruelty of these days. And this, of course, 
where he remembers that he is supposed to be calling names. So he goes back to that, that these aspirations seem radical to some people is probably an alarm that they're, that they've moved so far into the extremes of their fortified ideological bunkers and been so poisoned by the propaganda that normal now seems excessive, that equality now seems oppressive and the goodness feels reckless. <laughs> see what, see what he thinks of you. If you don't agree with him, just, just almost shocking, right? He says, maybe the problem is these people are so filled with fear for those who are different, so conditioned to be at war with the world, so indoctrinated into the white nationalist religion of malice that they've lost sight of what being a human being looks like anymore. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is good. I have to write this one down. Quote, white nationalistic religion of malice. Okay, I got to use that one in a future podcast. All right. He continues. I am pretty sure that I don't represent the radical left, but the vast, desperate, compassionate, humane middle people who are not threatened by someone else's presence, who do not see other persons gain as their loss, who don't worship a Caucasian American God, small g. <laughs> Even though you you just got done showing just how threatened by those thinking differently than you you really are that's you come off with this statement after just showing that that's exactly what you're doing oh but wait he has to get one more jab in <laughs> he says i suppose humanity feels radical to inhumane people in that case I gladly, I'll gladly be here in my extreme in extremism. And to, <laughs> to cap this off, I finally agree with him. Yes, I finally agree with him. We, we found something that we agree on. He is an extremist. <laughs> he is the very definition of the word. And that is someone favoring extreme changes in um, existing views habits, conditions, and institutions. And, you know, I, I, like I say, I knew we were going to have a little bit of fun with this. I, I did have some fun with this. Uh, you, you may uh, really um, agree with me or really not agree. With me. I, I would love for you to send me uh, an email and just let me know what you what you thought. You can always do that at uncommonsensepodcast.com. And thank you for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications. 